0: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: I'm Dr. Laura Murillo, President and CEO of the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. Here we are again with another Houston legend, and today, none other than Rick Bettis. He's going to tell you a little bit about his business and what he does and why the Houston Hispanic Chamber of Commerce has named him as one of our Houston legends. Well, welcome, and thanks for being here.
0: Thank you Lada, for having me.
1: Well, it's a special day. We want to thank your parents for bringing it into the world. <laughs> Happy birthday. We've got thank to hear on your much. birthday. And so proud of you, University of Houston graduate, one of our entrepreneurs of the year several years ago. So we had thank it you. right. We, we had you pegged years <laughs> ago. But uh, Rick, you've been a great friend to the chamber, and we're so very proud of you. You know, there's a lot of people who watch and think, you know, one day I want to become an entrepreneur. But I remember some of your stories uh, just growing up working in a restaurant, you know, coming from a family that's worked hard. So tell them what you do today and then we'll talk about how you got here.
0: All right. Well, telling my story of how I got here. Yeah. Well, primarily I was you know, my dad and my parents brought me from from Mexico City, mm-hmm. didn't speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh and came to the United States when I was 8 years old. Mm-hmm. And you know, lived the American dream. I got an opportunity to go to school, learn and uh, you know what i learned about uh, what the us gave me was an opportunity to dream big yes and it's been it's been helping i looked in the waste and recycling business mm-hmm. and figured out how uh, people's trash became actually uh, valuable yeah and that's what i've been doing for the last 20 27 but, but years but what
1: came into your mind i mean you're you're working one day and you think Trash, I'm gonna do something with this. Like, yes. what was the, what came into your mind at the time? Is it like over the years you kind of were watching this or?
0: No, you know, my brother was working at Merrill Lynch at the time, I was working as a back, uh, waiter at Outback Steakhouse. Yes. And, and uh, Coca-Cola and Pepsi and all had a major issue. You know, what were they doing with these bottles? They kept going to a landfill. Okay. And I flew down to Mexico, saw the opportunity. Mm-hmm. My dad was doing import-export businesses before NAFTA was there. Mm-hmm. And I started going to these books, the Thomas Register books, way before Google. Yes. And I was able to find customers, like carpet manufacturers, that were willing to take it. And mm-hmm. I flew down there, mm-hmm. figured out a way how to capture them, and uh, mm-hmm. well, that's how we started the company. Then we became the largest recycler of PET bottles in the world.
1: So that was your first big break, you'd say? In that oh, business? absolutely. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I had my first letter of credit. I was making maybe 80 bucks as a waiter, and I got a $50,000 order. So yeah, that changed my life. I bet.
1: bet. And since then, you've never looked back to to, uh, working in the restaurant business, I guess, huh?
0: Invested in a couple (laughs) didn't turn out too well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. And so, so here you are today, you know, that's a Big conversation right around the world that making sure that we're protecting the environment and you've been able to capitalize on that and really find solutions for everything of the coca-colas and restaurants and others talk to us about some of your latest ventures
0: well right now the main thing for us is circular economy and and so most people don't know what circular economy is but it's mm-hmm. basically if you look at linear economy which is where we're used to is when you m- manufacture a product go through it at the end of life and you put it in a landfill so what we're trying to do is making sure That end of life means, how do we capture that back? How do we bring it back into the supply chain and bring it and put it back into a shell Mm -hmm. to reuse a product? Mm -hmm. So what we've done is we built a technology called sustain. Mm -hmm. And an easy way to describe it is we're like the Fitbit for the waste and recycling industry. And so what that does, we put all these devices Mm -hmm. that go and measure everything so we know what it produced, what time it produced, who produced it, what product it was produced, and now companies, major brand owners, can actually say we're actually capturing this. Mm-hmm. That all goes to our cloud system, and we use data analytics to drive lower waste costs and see what's going in the landfill sure. and the, and all the compactors, and then how do we monetize it? How do we bring it out, make money from it? Yes. And then what we created after that is we built a plant mm-hmm. where we take all the plastic uh, flexible packaging, which is a, mm-hmm. the most, it's the plastic that nobody wants right now, but it's the highest growing mm-hmm. and with the lowest recycling rate So when we built the plant where we process it. Yes, we go to the highest application mm-hmm. back to film back to packaging mm-hmm. so instead of going for plastic lumber or going to uh, You know park benches mm-hmm. We're actually going to make sure that it's in the products that we all consume so all the packaging that we put out there, yeah. now you're going to see all the major brands utilizing their own material back into the packaging, back into the shelves. Yes. And that circular economy, continue to always use it.
1: Yeah, well, that's a new term for me. I certainly did not know what that was. So I'm glad you've educated our, our viewers as well. And very important, as you mentioned, that they can certainly be able to say that they have are themselves, monitoring, keeping up with, and you're not guessing, and it's a third party, such as yours, coming in, giving this data, these analytics, correct?
0: Correct. See, back in the old days, or now, is how do you actually know when you have 4,000 locations, Who's managing the waste? Right. Who's letting you know what the recyclables are? So now with our system, it's all automated. So now it, you know we're building their brain yeah. behind a store. Right. And that all of that will come into one center. They have a, one dashboard. And then it also tells our analytic people what to do, what to look for. Yes. And we call our optimizational team. They go in and optimize that operation. Right. And then we make products, go through the whole testing. And now what you're gonna see, people, if you look at Coke bottles, Mm-hmm. they're always clear correct mm-hmm. and even though it has recycled content you wouldn't know because it's so clear so what 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 brand owners are figuring out we want to tell the consumer that there is recycled content in it and you're going to start seeing things that are a little bit more granular okay. a little bit more with color and let you know that it's made with recycled content got it
1: so let's go back to your company and this latest one right with the, the circular economy correct? correct and how you're making some very very significant changes but not just here in, in the houston area but across the globe correct. what was your first venture outside of the united states
0: well we're in 13 countries now okay. uh, our first uh, venture was mexico okay. uh and the reason we picked mexico was one is per capita is the largest consumption uh drinkers in the world so yeah. it's big mm-hmm. and uh second of all is the easiest way of recycling we used to say digital optical sorter so digital optical sorter we used mm-hmm. to use manpower <laughs> back then instead of actually using now uh, what we use is all yeah. uh you know equipment and, yes. and and technology to drive it but we were that's that was our biggest venture. We started in Mexico. We still have about seven hundred employees down there. And uh, it's, a, it's a big operation for mm-hmm. us.
1: And so from a global perspective, when you look at the environment, there seems to be more and more pressure on corporations Correct. to do something about this. You've come in, you've found a solution, but I go back to the, you know, where is your mind as you're walking around? Is this, it feels like it's just a natural part of your DNA to <laughs> yes. think of and look for opportunities and go back and huddle with the very smart people on your team and, and, and research and development. But is that about right?
0: Yeah, you know it, it, really the key thing is always trying to find the solution so yeah. we 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 call our, our Everybody a our customer. We don't call them customers. We call them environmental partners okay. and we don't call it trash We call it finding your hidden green assets mm-hmm. And so if you look at something that has value and you mm-hmm. call it trash mm-hmm. That's a problem, right? Mm-hmm. So we are always finding a way to make it to challenge ourselves our staff and finding a way to get better. So we did it with PT bottles, now we're doing flexible packaging. We manage everything from the back of a store. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, most, most companies and most people look at as packaging as, a, as just, it's a it's trash once you don't right, use right. it. And for us, is is we realize there's so much value there.
1: Yes, and you figured that out. Now, it's something that really impresses me, and I think it's really important for folks who are out there, perhaps either already are entrepreneurs or want to be about you, is that you have this just uh, insight on continuing ed, and that you've never reached a level of, I don't need to hear from others. Talk to them a little bit about some of the continuing ed and leadership classes and training you've put yourself about.
0: Well, you know, one thing that that we all know is uh, when you start to, when you stop, learning mm-hmm. so all you can tell is what you known up to that point so mm-hmm. what i do every year i go either one one class uh, a year uh, and, and it's continuing education it's all about continue to learn what's out there so i usually do uh, i go to harvard and um, for one uh, and then i go to singularity university okay. and that is a silicon valley technology, so it's really far out there and what's mm-hmm. going to be going on in, the, in yes. the future and all the new technology that's going on. Yes. And then you have to figure out how to capitalize that. So, right,
1: like what does this mean to my yes. particular business? So what is
0: all case study driven? Yes. And it's all about case studies and bring in what is the best processes, yes. why companies do such a thing, why this one work, why didn't it work. And then mm-hmm. and then, uh, Singularity University is more about um, every technology that's out there. Mm-hmm. And probably 90% are going to fail. But what are they trying to do and how are you pushing yourself into boundaries? And Mm -hmm. as as an entrepreneur, if the answer is no and you assume no, you'll never get there.
1: Right. You have to always assume yes. You always
0: have to say, yes, I can. Mm -hmm. And how am I going to do it? And my saying is always find a way.
1: Yes. Find a way. You know, my saying is sometimes no just means not now. That's right. And so we, we need to keep that, you know, always in mind as you're an entrepreneur, it's not easy. It's a lot of persistence. It's a lot of hard work. Right. And I know you put in a lot of hours. You're traveling. You're keeping up with folks. Uh, what keeps you motivated to stay on top of all this? Because at this stage of your career, you could just say, you know what? I'm doing okay. But you always are trying to hit that next level. What, what is that about?
0: You know, it's amazing you say that. One, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I think that you, you have to be passionate uh, and I love and figuring out what we can do better for next generations to come. Mm-hmm. I love everything we do as a, as a company. I love the people that I work with. My colleagues are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, my founding partner, you know, who was on the team that built the first 3D printer in the world. And yes. I love being around really smart people. Uh, and just that drive of finding a better way to do things, that's what I want to do. I mean, I can only play so much golf, you know, yeah. I, like, I, like, I like creating.
1: Good, good. And on that note, I know you've got children, and we like to ask all of our Houston legends, in terms of where you are today and where you'd like to be, uh, if you could, tell us what you'd hope that your legend will be for your children and your family.
0: Oh, that's great. For for me, all I want to do, is I want my kids to be happy in life. Mm -hmm. It's funny, I think, you know, when you go through this life, which is the struggles we all, we're gonna face, uh, happiness is the chase, right? And hopefully you do something good with it. Um, if you're happy with yourself, I and mean, you, you find a way to do something, give back. Uh, and giving back doesn't mean charity things. It, doesn't, it means giving back to your society, to your environment. Whatever you're gonna do, just just have fun, be happy, and, and be productive. Right? And productive is, they don't need to be the the next CEO of Apple. Mm -hmm. I just want them to be happy in what things they do and be a good person. And that's really what I want from them.
1: On behalf of our board of directors and our staff, thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Laura Murillo.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive.